Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is 7 News with Ann Sanders. Good morning. In breaking news, after a second night under curfew, Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has just provided an update on the state's coronavirus crisis, announcing even stricter new rules this morning. Let's go live to Georgia Commonsoli in Melbourne, Georgia. More than 400 new cases have been recorded as people learn more about the new lockdown laws. And that's right, 439 new cases recorded overnight, and that's including 11 new deaths. Sadly, hundreds of businesses across our state are preparing to shut down for six weeks from tomorrow evening. There's a rush on people trying to get into hairdressers, beauticians, and even retail shops to make sure they get what they need before this six-week stage four restrictions. Earlier this morning, the Premier has been outlining exactly how police will enforce these new stage four rules. We're being told that we'll see a heavier army presence than ever before. There will be more troops on the streets and that's including those that we've seen even through stage three over the past three weeks and alarmingly the Premier has announced that out of 3,000 uh, 3, door knocks that the army has conducted 800 positive COVID patients weren't isolating at home. Let's hear what Premier Daniel Andrews had to say just a short time ago. From now uh, there will be no exercise. If you are supposed to be isolating at home then you will need to stay in your in your home or on your property, uh, fresh air at the front door, fresh air in your front yard or your backyard or opening a window, that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, we can't, it's very difficult to enforce this if people have a lawful excuse and if some people are going to use that to try and justify other decisions. They were, they were at no point getting exercise, they were doing something else. Uh, I apologise to those who were doing the right thing, uh, but we simply have no choice. It is expected that over 250,000 Victorians are set to lose their jobs from tomorrow night as hundreds of businesses shut down across a number of different industries. Now, that's on top of the already over 500,000 Victorians who've been stood down or made redundant throughout this year due to this pandemic. And now there's real uncertainty just how these businesses will fare and what they'll look like when we come out of stage four in September. All and right, Georgia, thank you very much for updating us. As New South Wales records another 12 COVID cases overnight, two schools in Sydney have been closed for deep cleaning following positive coronavirus tests. Staff and students at Bonnie Rigg High School and Greenway Park Public School have been told to self-isolate as health authorities race to track down all their contacts. The New South Wales opposition is calling for all travellers into the state from Melbourne to be forced into hotel quarantine. They're currently required to self-isolate. Let's go live to Peter Fegan at Sydney Airport. Peter, 17 flights were scheduled into Sydney today. Is that still the case? 
Well, and yeah, that, well, that's, we've been speaking to the airlines today. They say that that was an error. There is actually three scheduled from Melbourne to Sydney today, the first of which isn't expected to touch down until 12.35. We did, however, have a flight from Albury via Wagga Wagga this morning. Now, all passengers were required to uh, speak with police and register their details. They were also asked to show their driver's licence because, as we know, Albury is a border town. Passengers were also um, asked... Uh, passengers, sorry, also had their temperatures checked. Uh, there was just the one passenger around from Victoria and he wasn't staying here in New South Wales. He's actually on his way to Queensland and I had a chat with him a little earlier. It's a bit of a process, you know, you've got to go through the right um, stages, get the right permits and stuff. It's a long process, but it's, um, you know, it's for the better of everyone else. And, and as you just touched on, the New South Wales opposition is again today calling for Gladys Berejiklian and her government to make it mandatory for the New South Wales residents returning from Melbourne to enter into hotel quarantine. Now, interestingly, taxis and rideshare companies are at the forefront of Labor's arguments. They say that that's where they are most exposed. Now, after passengers returning from Victoria register their details, have their temperatures checked and things like that, they are free to leave and uh, they are told to self-isolate, of course, and that's causing tension amongst some drivers. And then we'll have all the latest on those arrivals in Seven's Afternoon News. Anne? Peter Figgin at Sydney Airport. Thank you very much, Peter. The Prime Minister announced a new paid pandemic leave yesterday for workers with no sick leave entitlements. Today, there's pressure for him to extend it beyond Victoria for the rest of the country. Live to Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, will the payment be offered to other states? Well, and the government is standing firm, refusing to offer these payments to other states unless they too are declared a state of disaster like Victoria. Victorian workers will be offered $1,500 a fortnight if they've run out of sick leave or they don't usually receive it, like casuals, but not if they're on JobKeeper or JobSeeker, to encourage them to stay at home if they need to self-isolate and stop the virus from spreading. The federal opposition warns this must be extended nationally to protect all workers while unions warn the payment is just too low, but the opposition leader wouldn't be drawn on whether the rate is adequate. Look, we, we don't have uh, Treasury and finance costings uh, available to us, but I think we should err on the side of generosity. It should be available uh, to anyone who, who doesn't have leave uh, at the moment. We want to make sure that it works like sick leave so that there's no disincentive. You should get your normal pay and the government should reimburse the businesses that can't afford to pay that. Unions are also calling for Victorian childcare workers to be put back on JobKeeper after they were cut off from the wage subsidy last month. The Federal Education Minister is meeting with the sector and we expect he'll address the media this afternoon, Anne. Olivia Limi in Canberra. Thank you, Olivia. There's been another potential border breach in Queensland involving travellers from Victoria. It's understood three men have lied to travel into the state and one is showing signs of coronavirus. Bianca Stone is covering this story in Brisbane. Bianca, what's the latest? Health authorities here in Queensland are now waiting for the test results from three men who illegally snuck into Queensland on Sunday. The Queensland Premier has confirmed the trio made their way up from Victoria through New South Wales checkpoints and lied on their declaration forms on entering Queensland. Now We have been told they spent some time in Logan before one of the trio began feeling unwell. He has contacted authorities. They rounded up all of them last night. They are now in hotel quarantine where they been tested. We don't want uh, people to do this. It's not right. Uh, people are obviously 
lying on their declaration forms and it is undermining all of the great work that Queenslanders have done. If those test results are positive, it could have some very serious ramifications for Queensland, possibly forming a second cluster in that Logan area. It comes just a week after those three women returned to Brisbane from Melbourne, bringing COVID with them. In some good news, though, the Queensland Premier has confirmed no new cases here in Queensland overnight. Thanks, Bianca. South Australians will have to abide by a new set of coronavirus restrictions from midnight tonight due to a concerning cluster of new cases. From 12am, home gatherings will be capped at a maximum of 10 people, down from 50, and patrons will only be able to drink alcohol at licensed venues while seated. The state's Premier has flagged the government's looking at further crackdowns, with 12 new COVID cases recorded in the past fortnight. A Sydney woman has died from horrific stab wounds allegedly suffered at the hands of her ex-lover. Andrew Denny is in Sydney. Andrew, a man has been arrested. Well, good morning, and this 25-year-old man is currently here at Westmead Hospital in police custody following this disturbing attack last night on a 33-year-old woman. It was just before 5pm when emergency services were called to the apartment on Ingleby Street at Oatlands to reports the woman had been stabbed. What we've learnt overnight is that she'd arrived home with a man yesterday afternoon and found another man had broken in and was waiting for them. That man, we're told, was a former partner who she'd briefly been involved with but had broken things off. It's alleged he then stabbed the young mother and despite the efforts of paramedics, she died last night. The injuries that she sustained are significant. We believe that the two males are known to the female, um, but at this point in time, uh, we've, we're still trying to establish the actual relationship of, uh, of the, the parties involved. Neighbours have told us the victim sadly also has an eight-year-old daughter. The home at Oatlands is still a crime scene and that's likely to remain that way for a few days yet as detectives try to piece together exactly what went on late yesterday. Charges are expected later today. US President Trump has announced America may have a coronavirus vaccine available to the public by the end of the year. We're on pace to have a vaccine available this year may be far in advance of the end of the year and we're mass producing the most promising candidates in advance so that we're ready immediately upon approval. We have our military lined up. It's logistics. It's all about logistics. Two U.S. vaccines are currently in late-stage human trials. Despite strong hopes for a vaccine, the World Health Organization is warning there may never be a silver bullet for coronavirus. More than 18 million people around the world have been infected with COVID-19. More than 680,000 have died. We all hope to have a number of effective vaccines that can help prevent people from infection. However, there is no silver bullet at the moment and there might never be. Dozens of countries that thought they were over the worst are experiencing a resurgence of the virus. Two more teenagers have been charged after a man was stabbed in the face in inner Sydney last Friday. Police were called to a party at an Airbnb in Piermont shortly before 11pm. A 36-year-old man had suffered a serious wound to his face, which caused him to lose an eye. Seven teenagers have now been charged over the vicious attack after two 15-year-olds were arrested yesterday. The two boys will face a children's court today. Ukrainian police have made a dramatic arrest after a man threatened to blow up a bank in the nation's capital, Kiev. 
7 News correspondent Sarah Greenog is covering this story. Sarah, the incident was broadcast on live television. Well, this was certainly an unconventional police operation. This hostage taker went into a bank at Kiev at about midday local time, claiming to have a bomb in his backpack. His one demand was to do a live TV interview. So footage from inside the bank shows uh, media crews, journalists and cameramen being let in, bringing him cigarettes and coffee. They set up to do this interview while the 32-year-old is casually lounging at the branch manager's desk. He starts making a speech broadcast online TV calling himself the Holy Spirit, criticising the country's president. And while he is busy doing that, security forces who'd been disguised as part of the press pack make their move. This was Ukraine's third hostage crisis in just a few weeks. About a fortnight ago, a gunman let 13 people go who he'd been holding captive on a bus after Ukraine's president agreed to post a video on social media urging citizens to watch an animal rights documentary, Earthlings, narrated by Hollywood star Joaquin Phoenix. And over the weekend in Ukraine, a third hostage taker was shot dead by a sniper after holding a senior police officer captive for more than a week. Heavily armed police and bomb technicians searched the bank after the arrest. They didn't find any explosives. Let's go to finance news now. Joining us today, Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Good morning, Gemma. Hi. A decision on interest rates will be made this afternoon. What are you expecting? Uh, well, and the Reserve Bank is expected to hold rates today at the record low level of 0.25%. But its job has become a little more complicated due to the outbreak in Victoria, which is set to trigger further losses for jobs and, of course, for the economy. This is its first meeting since the reintroduction of strict social distancing rules in Victoria and could give the RBA board more reason to consider cutting rates once again to just 0.1%. Now, despite all this gloom, the share market has rocketed higher this morning, up more than 2%, with technology companies, including Afterpay, leading the charge. After a punishing sell-off yesterday, the major banks are also making up for some of their losses, despite new figures showing homeowners have now deferred $195 billion worth of mortgage loans. The Aussie dollar has slipped a little in recent days, but is still sitting safely above 70 US cents. And Jim Reaction reporting. Thank you very much, Jim. So Captain Tom Moore, who received international attention for his fundraising efforts in the UK, has been made an honorary colonel during a visit to an army training college. The World War II veteran watched junior soldiers being put through their paces and said he was absolutely thrilled with his honour. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.